thanks for tuning back into mattsfairway.com and yeah, thank you. <laughs> the sun goes down on my side of town. The lonesome feeling comes to my door and the whole world turns blue. This podcast is in loving memory of Logan Steinway. If you or anybody else that you know is struggling, please know that help is always available. Contact Lifeline on 131114. And welcome back to another Agents Only podcast. I am Amy Callister and I'm here today with, again, the incredible Matt Steinway. Maddie, thank you so much for joining me again for another podcast. How are you? Hi, Amy. I'm good. I'm really good today. Now, unless you've been living under a rock, um, which I don't yeah. think many people have, over the last two, three weeks, your world has been rocked. And I know that you have received hundreds of messages. I've seen them across your Instagram and your Facebook. And, okay. you know, there is every single day we chase the battle and emotions of trying to keep our life and our business and everything together. And obviously for our listeners out there, we just really want to thank you for your endless support. Maddie, I guess giving those people that may have been under a rock <laughs> um, a little bit yeah. of advice, tell me a little bit about Logan and everything that's obviously transpired. Yeah, well, Logan committed suicide, sure probably almost two weeks ago now um and then he was 20 years old so yeah not very good and I mean you've had so many overwhelming messages and I think one of the things that is so hard to accept is Logan was such an amazing child right like he had such a bright future in front of him but there are times like this where we go through real estate and I think the hardest thing that we have to accept here and this podcast is designed to be raw real and honest is yeah Real estate doesn't stop, right? And, no, it doesn't. Yeah. And you've had probably, I've, first of all, you're the most resilient human I've ever met on the planet. But, um, you know, you, this has really obviously shaken many things for you and the emotional turbulence that goes through with that. Talk to me yeah, about managing emotional stability and I guess how you've got through, not how you've got through that period, but how we turn, I guess, pain into real purpose. Uh, I think I think it's been a couple of things. And, you know, me, I mean, I'm quite a, even though I'm on social media and things, I'm quite a private person. I, I um, you know, quite happy just sitting at home, um, not talking to anyone. <laughs> so, um, and that's one of the reasons. So I wasn't even going to post. So I got a, and I'm happy to talk about it with you. Um, I've had many newspapers and things call and want to do things, but I'm not not really into that. Um, but I got a call on Sunday night a couple of weeks ago that, oh, actually Monday morning, and um, from Paris, my oldest daughter, and then straight after, <clears throat> a bit emotional, sorry, and then straight after um, Jackson, and then instantly I um. I knew like Logan had killed himself. I just knew he had so much going for him as well. You know, um, a great surfer, sort of 
sort of started to make some, you know, drink and drug sort of choices and things, which we've all done, you know, and and I was sort of standing back a bit, you know, letting life take its course. Because once they become an adult, I'm like, you, know, you can't sort of interfere too much. You just got to, you know, let life sort of show them a bit. And then when that happened, I, I could say it's, I've been through a lot of pain in life, Emmy, like, you know, we talk about homeless and this and that and, you know, divorces and nothing compared to it, zero. And uh, and I, like, in that moment, I'm sort of like, I had no answers, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, I looked at the other kids, you know, I've got seven kids. And then everything around, everything around it as well, like, I'm like, okay, what do I need to do here? You know, I... I, I I, you know, obviously broke down, cried, get up crying, go to bed crying. I didn't try and be tough in front of the kids, uh, but I, I did have to say to myself, look, uh, how am I going to keep this ship steady? Like that was in my m- mind the whole time. I'm like, I've got to keep this ship steady because ja- I saw Jackson go from a really on track kid to when this happened. Literally the next day, said, Dad, I don't want to come out of my room. Um, and then about three days after that, he said, I need help. I need to speak to someone. I've got all these thoughts going through my head. That's Logan's other brother, other of everyone. You know, like he, he was fun. He was, you know, naughty. He was, you know, he's, he's like he's like the one that everyone loved. And he was the cool surfing kid. And um, they, they all really found it as you would, but very difficult. And I'm like, I've got to pull this thing up. Mm. I have to pull this thing up. So um, I didn't just all of a sudden fix it, but I was, I almost was like, uh, I think with grieving, you've got to, everyone grieves differently is what I saw. Yeah. But I, I tried to be a little bit like that. You'll be okay. Like we'll be fine. Let's pull together. We'll be fine. And I just, sort of started moving in my own direction a little bit with, all right, tomorrow I've got to be a bit steadier. Tomorrow I've got to be a bit steadier. Tomorrow I'll do an appointment. The next day I'll do appointment or two. The next day I'll do this. Um, not just to forget it, more just to move out of that grief, sadness zone, which yeah. can really you can really get stuck in. At the nan's house, they would sit around like his mum. His mum was a mess and she still, she still is. She has not got much better at all but she rightly so you know she's got to go through her, her own process but they would they would sit and talk for you know every day all day where I was like I can't do that I've got to just do something go and walk Jackson come with me let's go walk the dog let's do this and just slowly moving out of that yeah and then we, we had a the funeral on Friday and, and a paddle out the surfing all the surfing community did a paddle out on Sunday and and it's not that we're better it's just now we're moving, you know, we're, we're definitely moving. And, and that's what I, I was sort of, I look back across things and, you know, whether you're going through a divorce or you miss a listing or you, you know, I miss a listing, nothing compared to losing a son, but it's sort of like we go through these emotional knocks along the way. And it, it's, it's what you choose with. And I know we've heard it along a lot of times, but it's not till you're confronted with something that you actually, it's real. Because you watch TikTok and stuff, they've all got this motivational stuff. What you choose to do with it, it's how you do this. But when you're smacked in the face so hard that, you know, 
I was smacked in the face and down for a six. Like, you know, I spent every day with Logan growing up on the beach, in the beach, sur- if, with flippers on, surfing every single day. You saw it, Amy. The whole, the whole journey to become a pro surfer, I was there the entire way by his side. It was freaking difficult, you know? But you've got to make that sort of decision. What are you going to be next? Like, literally next. That's all you can focus on. You can't focus on how I'm going to feel in two weeks' time. Who knows? It's going to be a roller coaster. I've accepted that. Like, as I was talking to you at the beginning of this, you know, I could have burst into tears, but I'm like, I'm steadying it, steadying it. And it's a little bit by little bit. So, you know, the last few days have gone, you know, started training again and um, dealing with owners. And even when owners try and talk about it, because everyone, everyone's talking about it, I just say to them, look, I just don't want to talk about it. So I wouldn't go back there again. Mm. Wouldn't go back there again. Wouldn't go back there again. Especially through that really raw part. It's not that I didn't talk about it. I talked about it with people that that sort of mattered isn't the right word, but there was a you know family connected to, and I wouldn't. I talk about funny stuff. I wouldn't talk about on oh, on this or on that because it just pulls your energy down again. How do you remain steady? How do you remain steady? And same as in business, Timmy. Things are going to smack you for a stick. Things are going to hurt. Clients are going to list for other, with other people. Things are going to happen here, that, this, this, there. You can't hold on to it. You can't bring it with you. It's sort of like, what do you do with it in that moment? Accept it. Gen- it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Find your steadiness. It took me about a week and a bit to, to get my feeding again, to get my emotional footing again. But now I'm like, I choose to think about it the way I think about it. I choose to talk about it when I talk about it, if at all, you know, that sort of thing. So now it's a matter of, okay, let's move forward in the, the best possible emotional position I can. And now, you know, it's not about work, but this is, a, this is an agent's podcast. But now work is pumping so hard. I'm in a great spot. The kids are quite steady. But we could have been easily sitting here for months, you know, down like talking about all the sadness and the loss and the this and the that same as divorce divorce is no different i mean people quite ask ask me why i've never had a solicitor getting divorced i've been divorced twice why because i take care of the person i'm getting divorced from it's not worth the hassle i pay what i need to pay i don't hide anything it's like this is what it is take this and take more make sure you're happy i'll pay for all the kids stuff whatever else because when you're fair and you do the right thing and you you keep your world steady, and that's really what it's mostly about, I don't want to fight for three years over the kids. When I got, and I, I don't mean to vent on all this, but to put it into perspective, when I got divorced from Shelley last, you know, seven years ago, she said, I don't want the kids staying out overnight. I want you to get them whenever you want to get them, blah, blah. I didn't fight on it. I could have said, no, nah, I'm taking you to court, 50-50, this and that. It was important to her. We have a fantastic relationship now. Fantastic. The kids are great. Everyone's steady. Awesome. I know another guy who fought his wife for three years in court about the kids. The kids hate him, this and that. It's just a mess. It's a mess. It's that emotional mess. So why I'm saying this to you, Imi, you choose in each moment how you want the next step to be. So if you lose a listing, something happens in business, someone rips you off, and it just is what it is. It's like it is what it is. Mm. And accept it. Choose how you want to be, stay steady, move on. You know what you find, Emmy? You find a thousand more opportunities right in front of you. 
Patty, I think that I think if you've ever seen Logue's or met his infectious smile, you know, he was just the most brightest, bubbliest boy. And the tributes that have flown in from him and, and at the funeral over, I think there was over a thousand people there. And you know what I, I love about what we're sharing here is the realness of it, right? Because I know that a lot of people will learn so much from this experience because the reality is, is a lot of people want to sit in a victim state and that I hope it's okay when I share this, but sometimes you talk to people and they just want to sit in this state of everything's wrong in my life. And this has happened because of this, and this has happened because of that. And I'm, you know, broken and I'm lost and the world's against me. And it's about really transforming mindsets and transforming the way that we deal with pain and transforming the way we deal with things that happen in our life that we really cannot control. And when we change change the way that we shape our thinking, like it's quite funny what the actual reality of it is now and you're going to laugh at me, right, because I'm a social media specialist and that's how I'm really my business. But it's like the world of social media. We get onto social media and I see it all the time with agents and they go off and they start comparing themselves to different agents or they compare their life. If you go onto someone's Instagram, their life is always perfect. It's never, um, which you always share the real ups and downs on your social media. I believe Logan's video has already had over 2 million views. But the truth is, is life is never perfect. Self-comparison of everything that we do is such a negative mindset to be in. And please don't get me wrong here. Like I'm not this person that walks around with this ideology in my head that I don't compare but I've really, as a woman, had to stop comparing to, or even for my little girl, Maddie, you know, because I'm so used to be, I will say, critical of myself, the way I look, what, what things are going on in life. And I watched my own behavior with my little girl. And I was like, you can't critique those things. You can't do that because she'll pick up on that behavior. But I think, you know, in remembering, remembering Logan, he was such a special boy and there's things that are so outside our control. And you sharing this resilience because, there are agents that every single day will get ripped down and things happen in their life. And really there's not one person I haven't met that really doesn't have one of those life moments that absolutely cripples you. If not, we have them every year, if not every three years, nobody's life is ever perfect. And it's really drawing back to this idea that life is never going to be great. And it's how we move forward through these really traumatic moments. That's right. It's the next step, Emmy. The next step. The next. That's, the thing I like that I've seen from this whole experience, Emmy, is like, what am I going to do in the next step? Am I going to talk about I should have done this, should have done that, he could have done this, could have done that. I wish this, I wish that. No, uh, I've got to say the next step. I'm going to be feeling like this and moving in this direction. Doesn't mean I'm leaving it behind. I'm actually I love him more than anything on earth. Tara, obviously in summer, but I loved him so much, I can't even begin to tell you. Mm. But now, I I want to be, and whether you believe this or not, Emmy, I don't really care, but I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> if you listen to Esther Hicks, she says, when you vibrate at the frequency of your very best self, you will feel their presence. And I, I'm telling you, Emmy, that's true. So every time I'm feeling less than fantastic, I'm out of his presence flow. So now I'm like, well, I need to be operating at my best self, whether it's like for Logan or whether it's just for a greater future, like whatever, everyone can relate it to themselves. When when you're vibrating at the best of the best of the best of the best, good things happen to me. 
good things happen. So that's my whole journey now. That's all. That's all. So when you miss a listing or you miss three listings, I have so many agents contact me about, oh, I've missed three listings. I go, well, go get a fourth then. Go list the fourth one. And it's like you can sit here and go, oh, I did this. It's good to self-assess and pull it apart and re- like reinvent yourself. But leave it behind. Take the next step and go be excited about the next one you're going to find. It's bring that excitement with you about what's possible. And you will. The sun will shine again. It will. Let's talk about 2024, Emmy. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us, with Logan, because I know he will always carry a special place in all of our hearts. As we move into the next step and what is the next step for you as an agent, it is no doubt in my mind that it's focusing on what's going to be happening next year. And I love the saying, summer bodies are made in winter. And I love also the saying that next year's results start now. And one of the biggest things I think a lot of our agents are sitting out there, Maddie, and they're probably just going, oh, God, that's been a tough year. Interest rates rising. I really need a break. I'm burnt out. I'm exhausted, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I hear it. Get used to it. Get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm like, yep. Did you want to start next year with any listings or did you just want to go off? and have a break, right? And the thing is, I I see it every year, right? Because I have two, not two types of clients, but I I see it in the way of what happens. I have those going, right, I'm really sprinting to that Christmas day where I can actually take that day off. Or I have the client going, oh, I'll just focus on it next year, right? But what we need to know is the momentum for next year starts now. Would you agree? A hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. So I'm just going to talk about what we're doing. And if people can take anything out of it, that's great. We are prospecting so hard right now. Yeah. So we, we are literally prospecting right so hard. We're calling our area. We're talking to people. We want to make sure we go into next year with the flow. All right. So we want the flow, the momentum to carry over. So when you take the two weeks off or whatever, you're not coming back from with a standing start. You've got this hot list of amazing potential. So we're prospecting really, really hard. We're getting all our gingerbread houses made for our hot list and any other past clients that we're going to send them to. The big part of the year for us. So we get gingerbread houses handmade by the local bakery and we drop them to all of our potential listings and all of our past clients and all of our vendors. That's the other thing that we're doing. Right now, we're we're really making sure our past client list has the right strategies for next year, as in we've dropped the ball a little bit because we've been so busy over time. So now we're going through and making sure it's really tight. Everyone's getting their anniversary gift movie tickets. And then on the second year, we send them a tree. And on the third year, Ash sends them something else. So we're making sure that's really tight for next year. That's a bit of a hole in our business. And that's something else people need to think about. Where is your hole right now? So if prospecting has been your hole, which most in most agents' business it is, do it now. Don't say, I'll start on January 15th. Start now. And right now, Jordan and Charlie and everyone is calling the whole area and saying, have you any thoughts of selling or would you sell if the price was right? That's all they're doing, the whole area, and just getting a sense. Just yesterday, Jordan was sitting there prospecting. Because Jordan and prospecting don't exactly mix, right? Because I'm like, I just hit him over the head every day. Have you done your prospecting? But finally, he's got the gist of it. He's like... I really need to be doing this, don't I? I'm like, yeah, he found so many potential leads yesterday. And we're not looking for leads. We're looking for the relationship, initiation, understanding of where these people are at. 
but we're filling in all the data in our area that we don't have. That's our real goal. So we've, we've been doing Wombra for a long time, but there's still some data we don't have. So we're right on top of that. The other thing is we'll go into next year with the best energy possible, gut health diet, fitness regime, um, time structure. We're making time in our weeks because there's no point working flat out for six months and falling in a heap, as I've mentioned before. So we're going to make sure where everyone understands where their time spots are, fitness, nutrition, um, anything else that they want to do, any other hobbies and stuff like that, whatever they want to do, that's all locked in. So we're all ready to go because we want to be firing. Our goal is to double our business in the next 12 to 24 months. That's our goal. I don't need to, but I want to. Market share is our complete focus. We want to annihilate the competition in our area. So we want we want to double our market share. And that, that's not easy, but it's, going to, it's doable. So the last thing we've got is our marketing strategy, the Matt Steinway system, all locked in for the first quarter, what's going out every day, every week, every month, and then the quarter one. And then we'll have the, the report at the halfway through the year. So when we head into next year, Imi, we're hitting the ground running. We're not going on a holiday and coming back and then shuffling papers around the desk, having a team meeting, trying to motivate everyone and off you go for the year. It starts now, right now. Obviously, if anybody wants a copy of the Matt Steinway system, that is available in agent school. Maddie, I want to ask something quite funny because you know I love George, right? And he's I sing to him every time I do a phone call with him. <laughs> yep. Um George, you said he hates prospecting, right? Which this is this is the hilarious part of real estate. Everybody wants to be a great real estate agent. No one wants to prospect. How do you help him get over that, right? Because with George, like I believe there's three reasons why agents don't prospect. First one is I don't know who to call. Second one is I don't know what to say. And third one is fearful of rejection, right? Mm -hmm. How do you help George, I guess? I mean, you did say hit him over the head. <laughs> but I do. I'm probably not the best example for this, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> but George is obviously that really unique character, and I know he truly does care. And when he does get on the phone, he's a little weapon. But is there any tips for those agents? Like, I guess for you, like when you first started real estate, you just had this resilience. You had to get it done. You had to get it done. You had to get it done. But for agents out there that are going, oh, I'm just going to sit here and bludge up to Jan 15 and just pray someone gives me a call. What's we talk about that next step. What do you believe that will be for them? Well, I think what's happened to me is we had an average month two, two months ago. Okay. So we had an average month two months ago. And I don't have average months. And I was really relying on George and Charlie and whatever, blah, blah, probably a little too much. Probably I got a bit complacent. So we had an average month, and I think it really shocked him. And, and you know, our average month is still okay, but not very good in our, in our world. And it's like, he's like, wow, well, where did that come from? So basically, he almost doesn't get paid by the time you do all the expenses and all that. I mean, you get something, but not much. And, and he's like, wow. And I said, Jordan? Let's look at where all your listings are right now. And they're here, there, and everywhere. They're all over the place. And I said, look how many of yours are in Womberal. Almost none. That's our area. And he's like, oh, yeah, wow. And I think it clicked. I think he's like, yeah, okay. Now, connect an average month with listings everywhere apart from your core area. You don't have that consistency. 
what market share does the immunity is generate consistent business to your your business every month that's what it does that's the whole point of it you can pretty much bank on your three four or five sales every month coming from your core area sometimes more but on top of that you have this amazing hot list which you put together off-market opportunities his off-market opportunities are everywhere because he's been picking low-hanging fruit from all over the place. So just now the pennies dropped for him that you'll only ever get out of it what you put in. That's it. I know that's a very old saying, but it's true. If you don't have a market share, all I care about is market share, Emmy. Jordan's like working with these, you know, he's, it was like a few months back. He's like, I, I just I just go get listings. You know, that's what I do. I, I just get them when I need them. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 right, listening to this guy. Oh, my goodness. And he's like, yeah, yeah. He goes, I just get the buyers and I'll get this. I said to Jordan, all I care about, really, or I did care about during my whole career, is my market share in my core area. Because if I've got all the listings, I'm going to get the buyers anyway. So buyers have never really been my focus. We are listing agents. That's what we are. You've got all the, the good stock in your shop, you're going to get all the good buyers. doesn't mean you don't take care of them, but I only work with probably 20 hot buyers at any one time, maximum, Mimi, maximum. People who are ready to buy a house, I could just have 10 ready to buy a house. My whole time is spent focusing, um, prospecting to build my future business. So right then when the best thing that happened to us is have an average month because Jordan's like, oh, it's a bit of a humbling experience. <laughs> but it's so, he's, so, he's so used to everything just flowing in everywhere. And he, and I think right then he's gone, okay, maybe. I said, see, maybe you do need to listen to me, Jordan. That won't happen if you've got great market share. And he's like, yeah, you're right. So now I don't – and he can see it. Lack of prospecting, crappy listings, all over the place listings. That's all that happens. You're only living the, reflect, the, the, the reflection – of your prospecting from 30, 60, 90, 120 days before. That's all it is. Your results are directly linked to your focused, consistent prospecting in an area. That's it. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. And if you do want more details on how to lift your prospecting skills, of course, I would love you to head to www.agentschool.com.au. Maddie Steinway, again, thank you so much. If you or anybody else you know is struggling, please make sure you understand that help is available for you on Lifeline, which is 13 11 14. Maddie, I love you to bits. Let's absolutely smash 2024 and hit the ground prospecting. Thanks, Jimmy. See you soon. For more information and exclusive access to Matt Steinway's bulletproof listing strategy and prospecting systems, along with media and marketing school, visit www.agentschool.com.au.